is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at Le Bank St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. I think we should do more rolling in church. Sounds good. Right, that's for later. Right, sit yourself down, okay, so that everybody can see. Brilliant. Yeah. The biggest kids here. Sit. (laughs) Okay, so I've got a little character here. Can you see this little character? Yeah. Yeah, good. Okay. We're going to... There you go. Look. We're going to call him Bob, okay? Bob. Now, hey. Okay, that's it. So, Bob is just going about his normal everyday life, okay? A little bit like Bob the Builder, and he's got a heart hat on. A little bit like us, okay? Now, I'm going to put Bob in here because this is like his life. This is where he spends his days in the bowl. Um, and he's just going about his everyday life. But Bob is a little bit like us. Leave him in the bowl for a minute, okay? And, um. No, 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 don't put him in there, not yet. You can put him in later, okay? All right. So there's Bob. Now, what happens with Bob is that I'm going to hold on to him. <laughs> Keeps getting picked up and put in other places. Poor Bob. Yeah, right. He's just going about his normal life. But sometimes Bob, like me and you, maybe, does a few little things wrong. Okay, he's just water, my love. Okay. So he does a few things wrong. Now, every time he does something wrong, okay, um, I am going to leave Bob in there. And you've got to pretend that these sort of things that I'm going to pour in a little bit like the, stu- the stuff he does wrong. So this is the first thing he does wrong. That's yogurt. It's yogurt. But I want you to imagine, this is like things he says that are wrong, maybe mean things, or maybe sometimes tells lies. And then what happens is... It's a bit disgusting, isn't it? He ends up a little bit messy, okay? Because he's done a f- he, he said a few things, and it's not very nice what he said. Sometimes we say things that aren't nice, are they? So it's a bit messy. Right. And, um, and sometimes what happens is Bob gets really angry, okay? And he gets a little bit cross. And when he gets a bit angry and a bit cross, it's not very nice, okay? Sometimes he gets... Sometimes he gets... Yeah, it's a bit yucky when he gets a bit cross. He gets cross with his family and his friends. And he gets a little bit... Yes, he's a bit yucky. Like that, okay? And then... No, he's looking, it's smelling nice. Um, He's looking a little bit dodgy in there, isn't he? He does need a shower. Okay, so he's said some stuff wrong. He's been a bit angry. Sometimes Bob gets a little bit, a little bit jealous of things. They are, but I don't think you're going to want to eat them in a moment, okay? But this is when he gets a little bit jealous of things and he wishes he could be someone else or wants other things, okay? Yeah, we can't see his face. No, his face is gone, isn't it? We can't see anything. Yeah. Right, okay, and also, sometimes what happens with Bob is he gets a little bit greedy. Sometimes he gets a bit greedy. And this is, you've got to imagine, a little bit like, okay... 
that's when he gets a little bit greedy in life, okay? He's really stinky. Well, he does, he smells. Because he's done so much wrong stuff, he's starting to smell a little bit. Okay, and then sometimes, okay, he, um, this isn't so messy, he gets... Yeah, you don't want to read this one, though. Not in a moment, anyway. Do you love spaghetti and pasta? Yeah, I like spaghetti. I like spaghetti pasta and noodles. I love pasta and tomatoes. Oh, yes. I don't like tomatoes. No, you don't like tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes, no. It sounded like you said not pasta. I like pizza. Oh, I like pizza. Right. Okay, so you've got to imagine, this is like, this is when sometimes Bob... His attitude isn't very good. He has a bit of a negative attitude. Yay! Yeah, we can't see anything. Can't see him at all now, can we? No, What's going on? No, he looks a bit like pasta bake. Yeah, <laughs> pasta bake. Oh, just pasta. <laughs> right, okay, leave it there. It's now then. Pasta pizza. Mm, yeah, it does look a little bit like that. Right, also, what happens in Bob's life... Okay, listen up. Sometimes in Bob's life, not only does he do things wrong, but sometimes things are done to him that aren't very nice. Okay, so do you know sometimes people do things to us that isn't very nice? And sometimes he gets hurt by other people, okay? And um, it's a little bit like... Is that more yoghurt? No, this is custard. Okay? This is all the things that other people do to him that is a little bit... When he gets a little bit hurt by other people. Do you not? Oh. And then sometimes what happens to Bob is that he gets really disappointed in life. And <laughs> different disappointments. And I want you to imagine this is a bit like the disappointments that he gets in his life, okay? The gravy granules. In a minute. I haven't got a spoon, no. Well, I'm. I'm going to wait for a moment, okay. And also what happens, Bob gets disappointed. Sometimes in Bob's life, he gets lots of problems come along, okay. And tomato soup. I am an independent woman that needs some help. I can do it. That is... Come on, John. You're on show. Come on, John. Come on, John. We'll leave John with that for a moment. We'll get another one, okay? We'll, we'll do the Ribena instead. So, I want you to imagine this is like the problems that Bob suffers, okay? So, this is the problems that Bob suffers in his life. Yucky, yucky. I, I said wow. <laughs> you said wow. Okay, so we've got this one open. Should have done that before. Never work with children, dogs, or pasta sauces. Um, and so he's got some problems and he's like, this is like all the worries that come on Bob. So sometimes we get really worried in life. Bob gets really worried, and so this is like all the worry. This is disgusting. This is why I'm going to eat it after. Um, and then finally, the last thing. A lot of these are out of date. Don't worry. This. I think I'm going to get someone in the audience. Colombian. 
Okay, this is the final one. Um, and this is when God sometimes gets really sad in life, okay? So sometimes things come along in his life and it's a bit sad. And this is the sadness. Oh, what is that? What is that? Now it looks like a pile of dirt. It's coffee. It's coffee, yeah. Now, what we've got there... Uh, it's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it all in, eh? Why not? There you go, look. What we've got there is Bob. Let's show it up to everyone else. See? There's Bob. You can see Bob. You can just at the bottom there, okay? You can see his feet. You can see his feet. That is Bob. Right. Okay. Now listen up. Are we listening? So Bob's in there. He's a little bit messy because he's done stuff a bit wrong. Things have happened to him. He's got a bit hurt and disappointment. He's got problems in his life. Lots of different things. But what I want us to think about is this, okay? Sometimes in life, we end up a little bit like Bob, that we get covered in stuff. Because we might do things wrong or because we get hurt, people say things to us and it's not very nice. We get a bit upset about things or a little bit disappointed. And um, the only way that I'm going to be able to get... Bob out of there is if I actually go in and get him out. Okay, so I'm just going to try and. I will put my hands in like the. There you go. Look, I found him. There he is. Now he's a little bit mucky, isn't he? He's a little bit mucky. I'm going to put him in the water. Need to bath. And bath him. Yeah, he was a bit disgusting. Right. <laughs> we won't be doing that. Right, listen. Here you go, look. There he is, look, clean. Woohoo! He's all clean again. Now, well, he's a bit watery. But he's clean because I've put him in the water and I've washed him and I've made him clean again. And you know what? Easter, we celebrate Easter because of this. We celebrate that Jesus died and rose to life again. Yeah. What that means is this that God. I'll leave it for now. God can come and kind of wash us and make us good again because God comes down. Okay? God comes down and rescues us. All right, ladies? God comes down and rescues us. A little bit like I rescued Bob out of the mess. God comes. He needs this. This is what he needs. He needs cleaning up like this. And God can do the same with us. That's what the cross is about. It's a demonstration of love. Make sure you don't break him. I don't think I can break him. I think he's pretty solid. Just in case I needed those because I didn't know how mucky Bob was going to be and I thought, oh, I might need those for my hands, but I'm all right, okay? There he is, he's all clean. And what I want you to remember is this, that Jesus is love and he will come and help us, all right? He'll come and... Is it Jack? He'll come and help us as well and rescue us from all these things. Um, I'm going to leave him out for now. Shall we leave him out? Yeah. Yeah, let's leave him out. Right, guys, you've listened really, really well. You can go back to your colourings. We're going to sing another song. Um, I'm going to clear up this mess, and um, I'm going to leave Bob there. You are listening to a free download from Delancey Elam Church. Father God, we thank you for blessing us in this way that we could give back to you. And Lord, I pray right now as we come around your word and come around your scriptures, Lord, that you just open them up to our hearts and to our minds and that we would hear you speaking to our lives we pray. Amen. Amen. Please take your seat. Um, just bear with us for just a moment whilst I uh, move these. Thank you very much. Ooh.
If anybody would like to come and taste the delights afterwards, please feel free. Most of it's out of date. <laughs> State of my cupboards. Yeah, it's fine, thank you. Right, okay, whilst I speak, because um, I do understand that I'm not always the most scintillating, there is um, activities at the back for the children. Um, you've got a range of activities that you can do. I quickly made a crown, so yours can probably be better than mine, okay? Um, just to represent the fact that we are celebrating King Jesus this morning and with us. So do make one of yourselves. There's Play-Doh to be had and all sorts of things there. So please go and enjoy yourselves at the back there. Okay, brilliant stuff. Okay, if I could just thank you, that's great. Lovely stuff. So it's Easter. And um, I want to speak today just briefly on the greatest announcement ever to be made, the greatest announcement that we'll ever hear. But I thought I'd start with some different types of announcements, okay? Because we have church notices quite often, and we have church notices outside in the car park, and different churches have different things. And sometimes you can just have a church notice that goes a little bit wrong. There's a spelling mistake or there's a grammar error, or there's something like that. And I was looking at these and I thought they were quite amusing, so I thought I'd share them with you today. So let's have a look at some of these church notice board announcements that have gone a little bit wrong. First of all, don't let worry kill you, let the church help. (laughs) Thursday night, potluck supper, pray and medication to follow. For those of you who have children and don't know it, we have a nursery downstairs... Interesting. This is appropriate. This next one. This being Easter Sunday, we will ask Mrs. Lewis to come forward and lay an egg on the altar. (laughs) A bean supper will be held on Tuesday evening in the church hall. Music will follow. (laughs) Not sure what it was like after hours, but never mind. Sorry, there's quite a few because I just found them quite amusing. At the evening service tonight, the sermon topic will be What is Hell? Come early and listen to our choir practice. (laughs) Nothing to mention about our worship team at all, folks. Not at all. Let's have a little look at this one. A song fest was held at the Methodist Church on Wednesday. Evening massage at 6 pm. Not sure I'm going to give that, but there you go. The sermon this morning, Jesus Walks on the Water. The sermon tonight, Searching for Jesus. (laughs) It's a classic one, isn't it? It's a good one. one. Okay. This evening at 7pm, there will be a hymn sing in the park across from the church. Bring a blanket and come prepared to sin. (laughs) Sure, that's appropriate at all, is it? The senior choir invites any member of the congregation who enjoys sinning to join the choir. Good stuff. Join us tonight for prayers, coffee and fresh beagles. Actually, funnily on that one, there was brackets and because that had been done like that, somebody brought cookie beagle-shaped cookies to the evening. I just read it on the thing. Um, And finally, no good or drink is allowed in the church. Good stuff. Funny um, church notices and announcements. Let's hope um, we don't have any of those Um, But of course we have lots of announcements in church, but not just in church, in life in general, we have lots of announcements given to us. Um, Some are great, some are not so great. 
There's nothing quite like hearing a really special announcement though, is there? Something that you've been waiting for, some bit of good news that you've been on the edge of your seat to hear. Perhaps some uh, baby's been born or the test results were positive. You've passed your exams, you've got the job. Announcements like that are great to receive. And sometimes there's announcements that come out of the blue. Perhaps you weren't expecting it, but somebody announces they're getting married or you've won the lottery. Okay, but that would be a nice one. I don't know what it would have been like back all those thousands of years ago in Jerusalem on Easter Day. I'm guessing the announcement that Jesus had risen would have been pretty amazing to hear. Our young people did a great job at showing us the Easter story. Um, But when the disciples heard that he was risen... They must have just been just so excited and so amazed. Jesus had constantly been saying to them about it, but they didn't grasp it. The Old Testament had foretold about Jesus and Jesus rising, but they hadn't quite got it. So it probably came a little bit out of the blue to them. Firstly for the women who went to the tomb, then the male disciples, and then the wider masses. And of course, this is the greatest announcement ever. He's not here for he has risen. He's not here, for he has risen in Matthew 28. I think if I had been there, it would have been quite exciting. The greatest announcement, maybe just slightly after that announcement at an all-you-can-eat buffet. I don't know, I think it just comes out under just that. (laughs) That idea that Jesus has risen. But why? Why is this the greatest ever announcement? And why should we be so pleased this morning to come and celebrate this? What does it mean for us, the resurrection? Well, let's briefly just have a quick look at some different things. I could go in this morning in depth about the historical facts about the resurrection. I could go into depth about why actually it's really plausible to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Because actually sometimes, you know, well, if someone said to you they'd risen from the dead, you'd be a bit like, oh, uh, that's a bit... It doesn't really go with our logic, does it? So I could go down that route and say there's loads of different reasons why we should believe in the resurrection of Jesus. But I'm not going to go down that route today. I want to instead just look at what the cross means, the significance of it for our lives. First of all, what does the cross mean? It means this. It means victory over sin and death. In 1 Corinthians 15 it says um, this, Jesus died for our sins. The cross, the death and resurrection was far more than just an event. It wasn't just an event, it wasn't just a physical event, but it had absolute significant meaning. It meant something for us. And 1 Corinthians 15 talks about that. Alistair McGrath says this, that Christ died is just a simple matter of history. That that happened is just a matter of history. That Christ died for our sins is the very gospel itself. You know, in a world where death is inevitable, in a world where actually we don't talk about that that often, in a world where we can fear death, we can fear the end, what the resurrection means is actually we have a hope that goes beyond the grave. We have a hope that goes beyond the grave. That's amazing that Jesus was victorious. Jesus was victorious. 
over sin and over death. And Jesus enables us to die in hope. There's a hope. You know, the end of life is scary. We don't want to leave this world. We don't want to leave loved ones. But when you know the cross and you know the resurrection, you know that it's not the end, that there's more to come, that there's an eternity. And that's what, a death, uh, that's what the resurrection gives us, that hope. We don't have to be afraid. John 11 says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. What a great promise. What a hope. So the cross means this. It means victory over sin and death. But it means something else. It means salvation and it means forgiveness. Now, I must have been about eight years old and my sister must have been about ten years old, okay? And um, my sister was the baker of the family. I'm not really a baker or a cook, okay? But my sister really loved baking. And um, it was a rainy afternoon and she had decided to make the family a chocolate cake, okay? Brilliant. Love it. I love chocolate cake. And um, I was told to stay out of the kitchen, all right? I was told to stay out of the kitchen for my own good. What that meant. But anyway, um, so she's making this chocolate cake. Now, I couldn't help myself because I was eight, all right? And I couldn't help myself. So I looked into the kitchen. I took a little sneaky peek and I saw this big glass bowl full of chocolate cake mix. Now, I know you shouldn't eat it before it's cooked, but it is delicious, isn't it? When you eat it and it's not cooked yet. So I saw this bowl. It was like mecca. It was like ushering me, calling me in to just go and have a little taste. One little taste wouldn't harm, would it? Just one little taste. And I looked at it and I thought, oh, perhaps actually it could do with just one more little stir. So when backs were turned, I took my chance. I went into the kitchen and I reached up to the bowl. I took a little taste, just one tiny, teeny, tiny little taste. And I just had one little stir and that was it. Within seconds, there was chocolate mix and glass everywhere. I mean everywhere. Now, now I know why I was told to stay out of the kitchen. But I couldn't pretend it wasn't me. I couldn't go anywhere with that, could I? I was stood there, chocolate everywhere, glass everywhere. I couldn't, you know, we didn't have a dog to blame. And I blamed my invisible friend far too often. They weren't going to buy that one. Um, so I had to take the blame. I felt awful. I felt so bad. And I rushed upstairs. I remember rushing upstairs and I put my duvet over me and I was sobbing my heart out and I felt so guilty um, at what I had done, especially when I'd been told not to. Now, I have, I've chosen to tell you the least guilty I've ever felt. This is not a past this confessional time. But anyway, we do stuff in life, don't we? We make mistakes. We do stuff we shouldn't do and we can mess up and we fail and there's a consequence. The consequence is guilt but also there can be other consequences. There wasn't any chocolate cake that day. And we can carry that around with us. And I was talking about this on Good Friday, how we can carry that guilt around with us or we can carry our sin and our shame and, and it's like a burden on us. And actually, what the cross does is it shows us that there is salvation and there is forgiveness. We don't have to carry that guilt and we don't have to have that burden of shame upon us because Jesus came to remove all of that from our lives. Just like with Bob in the bowl, covered in stuff. Um, God will come and clean us up and make us good. 
For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus didn't come to condemn us, but he came to save us. He came to give us life and life to the full. For I will be merciful to you, it says in Hebrews, and I will remember your sin no more. I will remove your sin as far as the east is from the west. There is no condemnation for those in Christ. Everyone is a new creation. Just different Bible verses. But that's what the cross is. The cross is salvation. The cross is forgiveness. And we don't have to carry that round with us anymore. It's victory over sin and death. It's forgiveness. It's also a massive demonstration of the love that God has for each and every one of us. Jesus went to the cross so that we might live and have life to the fullest. In the passage in 1 John 4, it tells us that God is love itself. Not that God is just loving, but God really is love itself. And God does something to demonstrate this to us, that he sends his son Jesus to go to the cross for us. Jesus makes a way to bring us back to God, to bring us back to that right relationship. And our failures and our mess-ups can get in the way, but they don't have to because of Jesus' death. It means he takes our mess-ups, he takes our failures, they're nailed to the cross. And this is a great symbolism, a great act of forgiveness for us. But it's a great demonstration of this love. You know, there might be times in our lives when we don't feel that loved or we don't feel that cared for or we feel like we've been abandoned or we've been hurt or forgotten, just like Bob (laughs) in the bowl, where things have happened in his life that had hurt him, that had disappointed him, that had made him sad. There are times in our life when we feel like that. But the cross shows a different story. It shows one of love. It shows one of God who gave his absolute everything just so that he could be in that relationship with us, just so that he could love us in that way. Unconditional love. God really does care for each and every one of us. Whatever's going on in our life, we are not forgotten, we are not overlooked, and the cross demonstrates that. Finally, what does the cross show? What does this statement, he is not here, for he has risen, mean? It means this, it means a restoration, it means a healing, it means a renewal. You know, we live in a very broken world with things going on around us. I was praying this morning just for that unfolding events in Sri Lanka but there is so much stuff out there we live in a broken world and we look out and we think how can things ever get fixed and we look at our own lives and sometimes think it's so broken, how can things get fixed we feel like we've taken a bit of a battering or a bit of a weathering from the storms of life and we have hurts but what the cross does is this, what the resurrection does is this it shows us that there's a God who wants to heal us and to restore us and to renew us The cross brings that restoration. Jesus is a healer and he's a restorer and he's a binder of our wounds. And this is really the greatest announcement. He's not here for he has risen and he is risen indeed. Because the cross, the death, the resurrection of Jesus means this, that there is victory over sin and death. We don't need to fear death. We have a hope that goes beyond the grave. There is salvation and forgiveness for each and every one of us. We live in freedom. There is this great demonstration of the commitment of God to our lives, that he loves us without conditions. He couldn't love you any more and he couldn't love you any less, but he loves you. And it means that we are healed and restored 
and we are put back together. So I definitely think that this is the greatest announcement ever. Amen? I want to invite the worship group to come back. We're going to sing a final song before we have some tea and coffee together and celebrate on this great day. But you know what? Easter is so important and so special. And we really need to think about this message of the cross. We really need to think about what it means to our lives and about what Jesus is. And like I said, you know, I could have gone down the route and given us lots of historical facts and reasons why we should believe, but actually, I think just allowing Jesus to show us is more than any historical evidence I could put forward. Let us stand together. Father God, we thank you for the cross and the resurrection. We thank you that today, on this Easter day, we can celebrate that you have victory over sin and death. We do not need to be afraid when we put our hope and our trust in you. Lord, we thank you that we have salvation, that we are saved and rescued by you, that we are forgiven by you. Everything that we've done, all the mess-ups of yesterday, today and tomorrow, they're already taken care of because you forgive us. We thank you that you love us and you're committed to us. And we thank you, God, that you heal and you restore us and you renew us. Where would we be, God, without your cross and resurrection? We thank you that you have risen. Amen. Let's sing together. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elim Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk.